Hello, everyone. This is Greg, your host of Goddamn GameCube, and this is season four. Follow Goddamn GameCube on social for updates on the show and subscribe to us on YouTube for bonus video content. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Goddamn GameCube. We've got Greg, Riley, and Nick the Intern in the house because today is the season four finale. It is also episode 100. We, yeah, big claps. We've done a hundred of these. Um, so like we've done on the past couple of season finales, there are going to be some business items and then we're going to do maybe, a um, something fun as an offshoot. So the fun thing we're going to do today is we are answering fan questions. Um, so let's get started with some business. Uh, I'm going to start. So number one, uh, I would like to, uh, thank the fans for listening to us, um, so the, the main business item I was going to bring up was every season of Goddamn GameCube, um, our uh, amount of downloads or our amount of people listening has doubled every season. So that's a little as a cute little anecdote. Um, in season one, we we had about like 250 downloads a week. Then when you get to season two, it went to about five or 600 downloads a week. Season three went to about 1,200 downloads a week. And now we're pushing about 3,000. So um, that's really, you know, up to the, uh, I would say I, all of that really is from the fans listening. Um, you know, you guys engaging with us every week, interested in the content that we make. So I, I do, I will give a, um, now this is a audio podcast, but I will bow my head and say thank you. Uh, to the fans for listening to us. Um, now, Nick, you um, are in charge of most of our uh, YouTube content or YouTube development. So I know you had a business item or a couple of items you'd like to bring up. So yeah. why don't you do that next? Yeah, real quick. Uh, so we've seen some exponential growth in our YouTube channel this season as well. We've never had more subscribers during a season than we have in this one. And our views have basically doubled since this time last year, last season. So, um, Thanks to everybody who's been listening to us on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be putting out a lot more content during our uh, after this season finale, a lot more short form content, a lot of other fun stuff you'll probably only see on YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed to us now, please make sure you subscribe. Do it. Tell your friends. That's I'm, right. I'm going to be combing through some old episodes. I made a very funny uh, clip of our Horizon episode, <laughs> which you should check out if you haven't already. Just just trying to put some some imagery to our voices. Um, and, uh, I'm going to be making a lot more of those and I, I hope you enjoy them. So, uh, let me say this too. Like we should take this opportunity to, whether you listen to us on Spotify or Apple podcasts or YouTube, it is every, you, every content creator says this, but it is very helpful if you leave a review or you comment because all the more it. It's algorithmic. So the more comments we get, the more reviews we get, the more our podcast is shown to more people. Yep. So any if you, if you do enjoy the show, please leave a review or leave a comment at any time you would see fit. So now, before we answer fan questions, I this is our 100th episode. That feels like, man, we've, we've done 100 full episodes of Goddamn GameCube. Now, it's like 100 hours. -ish. Yeah, there's like yeah. A, it's more than 100 hours of content. So I will say this, we never missed a week. No. Um we never half-assed a week. Perfect attendance. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we have perfect attendance. We never half-assed a week. Now, uh I have a couple of like cute anecdotes about the first 100 episodes that we're going to talk about cuz I think it's funny. Sure. Um now, we've done 100 episodes of goddamn GameCube, but I asked myself have we ever covered a GameCube game? <laughs> I was like, because some people ask me this. They say, oh, do you guys only cover GameCube stuff? We never do. Well, I get a lot of smart Alec comments about that's not a GameCube game. And it's just the name of the show. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I don't I don't remember if we've ever done a GameCube game. So I'm I can only recall Resident Evil Zero is a GameCube exclusive. Yeah. The Resident Evil 1 remake, remake. It yeah. was a GameCube exclusive. Resident Evil 4 was a GameCube exclusive. And Fire Emblem Path of Radiance? So basically, we haven't done a GameCube game since season one. Since season <laughs> one. <Wait. laughs> but I thought, wasn't one of your maybe Capcom games? On no, the no. We didn't Jeez. cover a GameCube game in that, in that no. episode, Interesting. which is funny. It was Game Boy Advance. Yeah. So, more, more to come, I'm sure, though. Right. Yeah, so we've only covered, f out of 100 episodes of Goddamn GameCube, we've only talked about GameCube four times. <laughs> and it was all in season one. Now, this next anecdote I think is funnier. 
Um, so we on goddamn GameCube, we have also never discussed a sports game. However, sports <laughs> has come up many times on goddamn GameCube. So I'm going to go through the list. Um, we talked about uh, Riley. You talked about Andy Sekiro being a Yankees player. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's uh, retired now. Yeah. He's re- <laughs> now. Can you just say 30 seconds about that? Because we haven't talked about that since season one. Andy Sekiro. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this was our friend. AJ had a dream where it was, I think it was before Sekiro came out where it was like, um, wait till you get a look at Andy Sekiro. He has the most pixels of any character you've ever seen in a game. And there was like an animation that from software revealed that he was just walking out to the stadium wearing a, a Yankees jacket <laughs> uh, uniform. And um, we, we decided he was part of the, uh, the uh, subway series of the, the, you know, the early Yankees 2000s. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was heavily involved in that. Um, he's since retired. He is now a uh, commentator on ESPN. <laughs> so tune into his show if you like what you hear. Now, Nick, what is you said? We also talked about Ichiro Janichiro. Yeah, because we were all in that same episode with in in our Sekiro Shadows Day Twice episode. We talked you know, a lot of baseball going on in this game. There's even an Ichiro because Gen Ichiro yep. is like the main villain in the game. So do you remember with Jeff Kramer? We also talked about baseball. You remember that <laughs> where I he was talking about how like it, the rules of baseball were changing, and he was. He had very like distinct opinions on like um, shortening of games and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. So that came out. I remember I talked about football with Bill Gardner, For like which hours. is really weird. <laughs> like we talked about like the Patriots Raiders game in the snow. That's I don't, right. That was really weird. So one of the funnier sports things we've talked about, I dug into this a little. So Riley, do you remember Silent Hill 3? Um, when you you said something like Harry died watching the 49ers game. <laughs> yes. And so I dug into this a little bit. That would actually be historically inaccurate <laughs> because Silent, for a couple of reasons, Silent Hill takes place in Maine. So Harry would be watching the Patriots. However, I also looked into this. The Patriots did not play the 49ers during the 2003 season. You looked at the 2003 Patriots schedule. To find I did. Listen, oh my God. <laughs> Nick Nick made a very funny visual of Harry dead in his chair watching the 49ers. And my my answer to that is that he's an expat. He, he, he <laughs> used to is. live in California and then he moved to Maine and he keeps up with the boys. He That's keeps right. up with the Niners. Yep. He just has red zone on or something. Yep. And Nick, do you remember the uh the Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the New England Patriots yes. thumbnail? <laughs> I, I wish that one got that was really funny. Yeah. That one deserved a little more love. Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the New England Patriots. And we, we the bring last it back. The Let's last back. one that I can recall is that that part in Death Stranding where Troy Baker licks you like Brad Marshan. Oh my god. That was really weird. <laughs> Um, actually, I'm unfamiliar with that. What happened there? So like, uh, you mean the sports incident? Yeah. So I guess this hockey, well, Bruins player, Brad Marchand, he did this thing over the past two seasons where he would lick opponents on the ice just to freak them out. He would um, literally lick them. So he started getting penalized for it. Oh my God. It was really, if you ever want to watch the replay, it's like kind of disgusting. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just as disgusting as the Troy They used Baker to just part. like fight people back in my day. Oh, he's yeah. licking now people you're, now. now you're licking them. It's really weird. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so the major section uh, of this season four finale, uh, we asked fans for their questions. The first, the first goddamn GameCube mailbag. Yeah, That's the right. first goddamn GameCube mailbag. So we got a lot of them. We are going to go through them all. So here we go. So first question, um, it's from Dan Q. Writes thing. Uh, he asks, "When will Jar Jar Binks be featured <laughs> in more video games? He's going to be in Jedi Survivor." Wow, I can, I can feel it. No, I, I, I mean the, the uh, Jar Jar Binks is one of the most maligned characters in Star Wars history. I finally showed my for some reason my dad and I didn't catch Phantom Menace in theaters, but I showed it showed the movie to him for the first time a couple years ago. And my big takeaway was that uh, at a certain point Jar Jar was fucking something up, and he just goes, "Man, this guy's a pest, isn't he?" <laughs> and he truly is. So I get the apprehension, but I think he's think he's done his time. I think we should see some Gungans in the new Star Wars game. That's my theory. Nick, do you have a take on this? <laughs> I'm like kind of for it. First of all, Dan. I knew you would ask this, by the way. I ugh, always with the Jar Jar thing, this guy. But listen, he's a funny I, character. It's like he's, I don't. We've like, never had him before. Right. I'm not saying I like Jar Jar, but I am entertained by him. <laughs> so I, 
I would definitely play a game where he's like either the main character, character, or even if he's like a well, special twist villain kind of he thing. He was he was in uh, the new Lego Star Wars, and he, he was, was actually pretty useful. Yes. Really? Wow. So oh. maybe, who knows? Maybe the people may be coming around on Jar Jar. Okay. 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 So uh, I'm not going to um, throw in on that question. I think you guys answered that. <laughs> so. Um, so the next one is a good one. Um, this is from Jan Z GMA or Jan's GMA. Uh, the question is for the hosts and intern, what's a game you wish you could experience for the first time again? Uh, for me, that's easy. It's definitely Dark Souls 1 self-titled. Um, I've said that on the show before where that game, I have never, it was the first time I, I experienced like an action RPG where the weapons had so much weight the world is so lonely. I had never seen transient multiplayer before. I had just never seen so many of these things put together. And now after experiencing it once, you just, you can never get that again. You know, even with playing the sequels and the, and the spinoffs, quote unquote, it's, you never quite get the same, like for me, the same feeling of playing that again. So I don't know if you guys want to go around the room. What do you got? Nick, do you have it? Yeah, sure. So I'm going a slightly different direction. I did think Dark Souls originally, but yeah. then I thought, you know what? I would love to experience Final Fantasy VI again. Mm. I think this game, obviously, uh, renowned, one of the best games ever made, one of the best RPGs of all time. Yeah. Um, I played it, I played it when I was very young, and while it did have a profound effect on me, um, there are so many like awe-inspiring moments from that game that I wish I could relive. I talked about it a lot in our Final Fantasy Madness episodes, yeah. where you know the parts in the airship uh, toward the end of the game all of the characters dealing with loss and all of the incredible music and visuals that happens. I say incredible. Do you wish you were older when you played it for the first time? I was about, yeah, I was just about to say that. I think some of the themes that were maybe lost on me because I was so young when I played it, I was probably 13. Yeah. If I had played it today, I think a lot more of what they talked about would have had a more effect on me while it did still, when I was younger, I think a lot of those would have hit harder as I was older. For me, I think that's Bioshock, mm -hmm. but Riley, do you have an answer? Um, yeah, it's tough. Cause I, I, I mean, I could say that about a lot of games. The one that's, that's coming to the forefront of my mind would be the first mass effect. Yeah. Cause that was, that was, there was a lot of really impactful twists and turns in that, that I remember just being super glued to my TV when I was playing those, those final hours, especially. So that's my answer. Okay. Yeah. So next one, um, this, this is from Keith R. Dow. Uh, so this is a funny one. <laughs> Um, this addresses me directly. Uh, does Greg actually like any games that aren't Dark Souls? Because I feel like the answer is either this game sucks or at a minimum, yes. But can I tell you something about this game that bothers me? So, <laughs> He's spot on, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, I don't like anything else. Um, so that's a great question. Um, so I think to answer this like um, in the most genuine way, for me, the Resident Evil 1 remake is pretty close to perfect. Um, you know, you have that uh, recursive level design. I think it's very well done from start to finish. Um, you know, of course, there are many. I'm sure this, this question was probably made in good fun. I... I, I think for me, I, I, I have played, I don't know if I've played and finished a thousand games, but it's probably close. So I've experienced so many games and where I don't want to use the word jaded. I would just say I enjoy experiencing games, even if I like them or dislike them. I think I've brought that up before where it, I feel like sometimes if people think I'm negative on games, I don't really think about it that way. I just think about it uh, in, in the headspace of, I really enjoy seeing what people have made, even if I don't like it. Um, it's, I think it's worth, worth noting that, that dark souls is maybe your favorite game and you still wouldn't give it an A plus. That's true. So <laughs> I, I also, you know, I don't consider anything to be perfect. And no, I think it's, I think there's only as perfect as you can get as perfect right. as you can get it. I mean, yeah. like if we were to go through like the past 10 years, like, what did I say? Like, my i guess the most quote-unquote perfect games of the past decade dark souls persona 5 the last of us it's kind of scary yeah dark souls is almost not even the last decade anymore, i know which is kind of scary yeah exactly it's, wait, I, it's not isn't this it? question yeah too? sure right. as as my brother i feel like i have to comment on oh, this God. i can confirm that greg likes at least four games that aren't dark souls <laughs> at least four <laughs> at least four but i do want to say you know sometimes we do get the 
like the reputation that we're very negative on this show. But I'd like to point out, at least this season, we were actually largely positive on yeah. most episodes. That's true. Yeah, there are maybe three or four games this season where everybody was extremely negative on the whole experience. Well, yep. I've, I've, yeah. For my own part, I've been a lot more honest about stuff that I don't like. Yeah. And in terms of feeling more comfortable in... I like to think that I, I have a pretty diverse palette in terms of what I experience for movies and games and TV and music and everything. And I feel a little bit more confident making those calls of whether something was successful or not. Yep. And it's really just a matter of wishing you know, or hoping that um, these, these games can be the best that they can be and trying to maybe hi highlight rooms for improvement in, in a way that could help. Uh, anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. who's listening who yeah. cares yeah well said uh next um so kaime 86 will we love you um sands of time <laughs> retrospective when soon Ooh. that remakes soon greg has, Gre greg's been telling me that we have to do this for a while yeah so i mean sands of time is awesome i have i don't know I don't know where my heart is on this failed remake. I I really feel bad for folks who put so much time into it and it and it sucks. So it got canceled. Mm -hmm. But I'm kind of glad it got canceled. Is it totally canceled? Or is it I, coming? Back? It's indefinitely suspended. Oh yikes! Okay. So it looked so bad. Where I I I don't know how to feel. So I, I quick. So that trilogy is very very acclaimed, right? And yes. There's not really yeah. anything else to. Do you do you like any other Prince of Persia games or no? Oh, I think a lot. Uh, several other ones are like okay, okay. they're fine. Yeah. All right, but that trilogy is, yeah. I mean, we're gonna was, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna sure. talk about it. They're they're very good. Um, so we're gonna move on. Um, Gold Thor Finn asks, "What is everyone's favorite game that we covered in 2022?" I'm oh god. <laughs> uh, I'm also curious on waifus from you guys. Jesus uh, so what's the essentially what is our favorite game that we covered? Not necessarily we covered the not necessarily that it came out. Hmm. I um, can take this one first. Yeah, why don't you, you go ahead, first? Nick. So I, I tried to like pick something new that came out this year. I really did, but I'm just I gotta go back to Divinity Original Sin. Really? I love those games, man. I love that we covered them and they're some of my favorite games. Interesting. So I think I'm gonna go with that one. Riley, do you have one? Um you go first. Ooh. What was my favorite game we covered? What did I give the highest grade to? I mean, Disco, Disco Elysium was an A minus. Yep. Mm -hmm. We covered Dead Space, which I think was B plus A minus. Ooh, okay. I think I have maybe a dark horse pick here. Mm -hmm. I think White Shadows. Yeah, really. Yeah, yes. I think oh, White Shadows cool was the favorite. My like, not okay. I'm trying to um, uh, 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 pull apart what was my favorite episode versus what was my favorite game. Yeah, sure. White Shadows. I think might have been my favorite. Riley? That's a, that's a very cool game. Yeah, I would I'd call that my runner up and probably Disco Elysium probably yeah. the best. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of waifus, is that just about oh. this season or in general? Oh no. Uh, well, um, maybe we should go in general. In general? Yeah. No, that's way too broad. Oh god, this season. This okay. past season. Are All there right. any waifus? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not a subject we often talk about on no. GameCube. Um I, listen, I I, I just, oh wait a minute! Are we gonna go Miss Mass for this Miss, one? I have I have a few positive things to say about Miss Mass. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, so are we going like three for three on Miss Mass, or like what are we three doing? for three on Miss Mass? Let's go Miss Mass. Miss Mass three I, for three. I, I have I don't form these types of attachments to video game characters, and if you should, if you <laughs> if you do, you should rethink your life. Yeah. So yeah, we try to be appropriate on this show, but we'll go Miss Mass, I guess. Um. So, okay, uh, Sam Bailey, would you ever do a multiplayer gaming session with fans? Um, so, and also, I, did Sam send us Titanfall 2 and Devil May Cry footage? He did. He okay, did. Okay. Yeah, so thanks, Sam, for that one. Okay, would you ever do a multiplayer gaming session with fans? Is uh, that is that like like uh, playing with fans or streaming for fans or what does that I mean? I think that implies playing with. Okay, so I don't really play much multiplayer games anymore, but... Like sure, <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't actually. I, I hop on like the Master Chief Collection like once once every two weeks. That's about it. I don't know. I mean, I part of me is like I would prefer to keep my life separate from the people that listen to the show. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Even if it's just playing a game online, the other half of me is like, yeah, why not? I don't know. If yeah, it, if really it came sure. about naturally, yeah, it's it's just I I don't really play multiplayer games that much. Nick, so kind of with Riley that I don't really play a lot of multiplayer games. 
Um, I mean, it's a cute idea. I wouldn't, I, I, if I it did, ever happened, I wouldn't be opposed. I did think it would be kind of fun if, because because we don't play them, it would be kind of fun to do like a live stream of I've never I've never picked up like Minecraft or Fortnite mm. or any of the of any of the Zeitgeist games, and oh, I think it would be kind of funny for us to experience them live for the first time. <laughs> that would be really like, funny. It would be kind of an, amusing, yeah. just a, like a multiplayer YouTube special or something. That's I'm probably kind of fun, actually. Here we go. we go. Next one. Next. Crimson Fang asks if you had unlimited amount of budget and res- limited um, if, if you had an unlimited amount of budget and resources to make your dream game what would it be what would it be about what would be the gameplay soundtrack etc this is hard um if you had an un- <laughs> you know what my funny answer is yeah. my funny answer is quest 64 too ah uh, no uh, quest 65 quest 65 or quest 128 if you're thinking about um, that way. You know, I've talked about this with you guys off mic where there are not a lot of period horror pieces mm-hmm. that maybe I'd like to see that. I feel like it's either Blair Witch or Blair Witch Modern or Space. Yeah, that's that's all you get. Right. Well, Silent Silent Hill F appears to be maybe a look like old like feudal Japan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or something. Might be interesting That'd to like cool. what I've thought about. It, it might be interesting to like see a horror game where even though what's happening is science, people think it's religion because mm-hmm. it's the day, time and day of yeah. when it happened, or sure. it's the time in history where that would be interpreted that yeah. way. Yeah. Thought about that. That Kinda might be cool. interesting. Also quest 64 too. Uh, of course it is quest 64. Go ahead. Nick, do you have one? Yeah. So I have a couple different things here. First thing that came to mind. Um, I don't believe this exists. It's an already existing, uh, IP in a way. I thought it'd be pretty cool to have a Lord of the Rings game in the style of, how you start Dragon Age Origins. Oh. Where you like, you say, I'm going to pick my race. I'm going to pick a human. I'm going to pick a Gondorian. And that's where you start. I'm going to pick an elf. I'm going to be a Mirkwood elf or a Rivendell elf, something like that. I thought that would be kind of cool. That's interesting. The gameplay. um, I mean, I love souls. So I was thinking like a souls like kind of thing, but with that sort of background system, like Dragon Age Origins, that'd be kind of cool. Um, if we're just going with like a totally custom game, I could make an absolutely kick-ass four dudes in a line RPG. I feel, <laughs> and okay. I'll leave it at that. You've played a lot of them. Yes, <laughs> Riley, do you have one? Um, I think we should we should definitely consider uh, some brainstorming for a future episode. I think we've talked about this a little bit of like your dream games, not only of IPs that exist but mm-hmm. um, that don't exist, and yep. I. In terms of what I want more than anything, shoot, that's tough. I mean, I feel like I've I'm so beaten down by all the terrible real world things, like all these new Halo layoffs and everything, that Mm -hmm. I've just kind of accepted that a lot of these franchises are never going to come back. Mm -hmm. I would really like to, uh, you know, what I would do? I would buy the rights to Silent Hill and then give it back to Kojima so he could (laughs) finish. Now I'm gonna, throw, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. Oh. You remember like ten? Ooh, could it be ten years ago when there was a rumor that Cliffy B was gonna make the new Resident Evil? Would you give that a shot? Would well, you buy it? And why, give not? It to, why not? Why not? At this point, I, I, why couldn't not? couldn't get any. I mean, they tried. They tried to do it like kind of a. They tried to take a mulligan with seven. And that worked out okay, but now we're like right back where we started. So yeah. mm-hmm. we got to try something different. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're gonna move on to the next question. Um, so KM Vision, uh, his question Who's is that. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder. He asked, "Why no S tier?" Uh-huh. So I'll, I'll answer him with this: Did a teacher ever give you an S as a grade? <laughs> so wait for what for our when we grades? grade games? Oh no. I mean, I, I always said we've we've given Listen, like four A minuses total. I don't think we've ever given S for anything. Greg, no. Greg does A plus doesn't even uh, appear in Greg's uh, <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you call it rubric? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it doesn't. It's I I've given a couple A pluses, not many, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's very very rare. Yeah. yeah. Um, so next question. So this username is all numbers. It's one, two, five, three, two, zero, nine, seven, nine, six. Uh, they ask to guess. This is actually a great question. What was the most shockingly horrifying thing you have encountered in a game that is not a horror game? 
And um, in their view, they felt the bottom of the well in Ocarina of Time was a good answer for this. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I know my answer. So I'm going to go first. It's Metal Gear Solid 2. When the reality starts to crumble, yeah. like, you know, when you're, you realize that the people who have been giving you orders the whole time are fake. They're AI. They're not real people. Yeah. That's, oh man, this game, that game is very scary. Give you some chills. Yeah. Nick, do you have one? Yeah. So I've got... um two examples from the same game that I never thought I would actually answer for one of these questions until I thought about it. Yeah. It's actually not a great game. It's final fantasy 15. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, this first part actually comes from uh, the worst part of the game, but it is absolutely terrifying. Okay. It's um chapter 13. It's, an extraordinarily claustrophobic hallway section that's dark. You have no weapons and you're solo. And your your job is you have to fight off these like humanoid robot looking guards that are all kind of messed up. And you can like hide in little crevices and whatnot. And that was all well and good until one pulled me out oh. and scared the bejesus out of Interesting. me. Um, the, the part, that part, it's not exactly fun to play, but it is absolutely terrifying. And also from that same game, um, a theme of that game is at night, monsters just kind of pop out and it's a lot more difficult. Um, at one point in the game, you're also solo as Noctis uh, coming back and uh, you have no car, you have no means of fast travel and it's at night um, and everything is extraordinarily dangerous. There's these demons just popping out of the ground wherever you step yep. and you have to make it to this one town without dying. But there are these like, flying demonic things just all around you everywhere you look. There's just crazy shit happening. Absolutely terrifying stuff from a non-horror game. Riley, do you have one? Yeah, I have I have maybe two quick ones. I have another Mass Effect answer, which is um, in the Overlord quest in Mass Effect Two, where you find um, the, the the guy who has been experimented on the whole time, and and he's kind of the reason why the facility is bugging out as much as it is. You find him, and he has all these like cables going into like his eyes and his mouth and everything, and it's like it's a very almost Dead Space kind of moment. Yeah, and and as far as like a non horror. Um, horrifying experience that's definitely one of them was like oh my god and the other one was that game super hot where where you um it's it's not quite the end of the game but it's you it's especially this this game has gotten a lot of legs in the vr community and at a certain point you find what is supposed to be yourself wearing a vr headset and you have to like kill yourself (laughs) it's like um because it's not like a horror game aside from that point but it's it's very chilling interesting um Hey, that's a good one. Super hot. Okay. Oh, you know what I just thought of too before we move on? In yeah. Luigi's Mansion when all the lights go out and you have to go hit the breaker in the basement. That's yeah, that, but that's that's a ooh. scary game. Yeah, okay. I'm saying that, that <laughs> toes the line it between the horror line and not, but I like kids the answer. Yeah. Uh, okay, next. Rhea and Dylan asks, what in your opinion is the worst <laughs> mechanic introduced in a video game? QTEs, right? Okay. Because they ruined games for 10 years. Even though they were cool like once. Yeah, they're they're bad. Um, QTEs I, are quick time events. Press A now. Yeah. It, yeah. That, Any, anyone that's got anything bad. else? Yeah, I mean, I have I have one kind of a joke one and one that I'm legitimately c- concerned about. Okay. My joke one is uh, the mechs, also known as the Skells in Xenoblade X. Okay. Because the system was really stupid and I hated it. It made me waste 50 hours in the game because I quit right then and there. So I have a I have just a hatred for that specific mechanic. But my real answer, do you two know what I mean when I say gotcha? G-A-C-H-A mechanics? No. Yeah, yeah. Using a, it's basically it's a mobile game thing where you use currency acquired in the game to summon things. Yeah. Those are starting to make their way into mainline games, not mobile games. And I think that's a very dangerous precedent. Yeah. Um, I it's in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And it is most recently in Fire Emblem Engage. Ooh. And I am I'm not a mechanic I wanted to come, I wanted to see. So you're talking mo- like real money? Uh, these games don't use real money, but I'm worried that it will get that way. Oh, it's getting there. Because mobile games do. I'm worried that if that mechanic goes, it becomes more mainstream in mainstream games, they will start to say, oh, but you can buy more here using these. I mean, that's I, I scary. Think, I think the integration of, of, of real money into... I think I, I didn't want to like blow this because I think we're going to try to talk about Devil May Cry next season. But mm-hmm. there is a, a the original Devil May Cry. You're picking up um, red orbs, which are just kind of like your, you know, like like Pac-Man's like little things he eats, whatever. They're just sort of your currency that you spend at the mm-hmm. shop. And in the most recent one, you can pay real money to get red mm-hmm. orbs. And I'm like, Ugh. how the fuck did we get here? That's I what think I'm talking about. I think that's the most legitimately damaging one because it's going to affect like how children 
view this. Mm-hmm. It's going to foster a lot of gambling addictions. In terms of most annoying, I mean, I don't think I still don't think anybody has really perfected like the escort quest. I think it's Ugh, escort I, quest. I think it's it's not a uh, <laughs> why. Yeah, I'm idea? giggling because in I mean I agree with you, but Dead Rising was funny because when you escort someone, you literally have to hold their hand or carry them. Yeah, and Ugh. it's kind of funny because you're literally doing it. Yeah, it's very oh, funny. It's like eco. Um. So actually, you know, I, I'm glad you guys brought up more wholesome answers. You're correct. I mean, yeah, sure. I hate QTEs and I think they're bad. Mm. But anything loot box related, mm. anything real money related, it needs. It, we need to be done with this. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It fosters um, really dangerous there behavior. Ought to, ought to be a law. That's yep. right. I agree. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, another good question. Uh, at EPK, uh, Electronic Press Let's Kit. kit. <laughs> yep. um, now, the question is, what are some of the most important elements of a game that you use to determine... You, what are the, some of the most important elements of a game that you use to determine what is a good game? Thank you. I appreciate when they say thank you at the end. Too. It's very yeah. nice. Um, I'll go. I'll go first. For me, it's the word agency, or it's the I do not like being reminded I am playing a game. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. So whenever th- I prefer as little HUD as possible, as little on-screen prompt as possible, I don't want it. Um, something that I think is very effective. I go back to the Resident Evil 1 remake a lot when it comes to this. The other games kind of do it too, where the HUD is nothing. There is nothing on the screen. There's no health indicator. There's no ammo counter. There's no objective marker. It doesn't tell you where to go or what to do at all. And um, I really enjoy that. Um, if if you can give it to me in a, in a palatable sense, I really like that. Uh, so I tend to value that as well. There are, int- I guess, intrinsic things that make games better, right? Is it well acted? Is it not buggy? That sort of shit. But I think... Um, immersion and agency and don't remind me i'm playing a game is number one uh whoever wants to go next you can take it yeah i'll I'll go next um for me i would say that um similar to yours maybe a little different uh is is atmosphere and tone yeah and i think i mean that's kind of it's a lot of things but in terms of you know music art direction cutscene direction um in terms of keeping you in the moment and not throwing it away for uh you know a tasteless joke or you know anything that can make you something another thing is is coming back from a greg criticism is i don't want to be embarrassed when somebody walks in and mm-hmm. i'm playing that's you know yep, like there it is one of those things where i've like we were playing elden ring you know i i give the game a ration of shit but it is a good game and i it has a lot of those moments where I, my roommate who doesn't play games was walking in and I was like, look at this, you know, I showed her Jarberg and I'm yeah. like, it's a very, it's a cute, very thing we've never seen before. And it's not embarrassing. No, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I, I like that when a game is showing you something that you haven't seen in other media and it is sucking you into the world and story and making you care about it and making other people get why you care about it. I think before you answer, mm-hmm. I think the most important Greg mantra is I don't want to be embarrassed yeah. that I'm playing it if other people walk in and watch me play it. Mm-hmm. Nick, do you have one? I do have one. Um, so I'm glad you both went first because that was kind of my first point is, you know, we have our, our parameters that we use to grade games every single episode, but we all weigh them a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, for me, I don't put a lot of weight on presentation and visuals. Yeah, I don't either. I don't really put a lot, but the ones I do put a lot of weight on are gameplay and to an extent story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of might be sound weird coming from me, but ga- the way a game plays and how much fun I have playing it is really a determinant for how I would rate a good game. Yeah. Um, I've played a lot of very fun games that have nothing stories. <laughs> yeah. But I guess for me is if I can have fun playing it, I'm here to play a game, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm having a good time playing it, then okay, I'll finish it. Even if the story's a little eh. Well, if I mean, also if it's, yeah. if it's not like if they dial back on the story enough where yeah. it's very sparse, yeah. you can fill in the gaps with your own imagination. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that too. That too. Because I've, I've played games where like the story is incredible, but I just hate the gameplay and I just don't want to finish it. A great example is uh, The World Ends With You. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. And you got that game for me. Incredible. Yeah, incredible story. Yeah. Incredible story. I just, I was playing it to only see what happened. I despise the gameplay. That's right. You yeah. told me that. That was several years it ago. Was. It was. It was. Very okay. good game. Some people do love the gameplay. That's an example of mine where yeah. I'm like, I just love the story so much. But What yeah. kind of game is that? It's a kind of an RPG kind of game. It's really, 
So it's it really came out a long time ago. It was on the DS, and I believe oh, okay. they remade it for the Switch. Yes, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, that you know what I, we'll save this discussion for another time. But you kind of uh, sort of prodded something in my brain. Uh, us us discussing as a group what what we look for in games and how how our, uh, us three are different people. Where you know, example, you kind of brought up like you know, gameplay and story might be important to you, mm-hmm. Riley. The um, uh, it, whether it's the aesthetic or the mm-hmm. immersion or the story is important to you. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, I don't put a lot of. Um, critique into presentation that's sort of, that kind of stuff where we all differ a little maybe it's something to talk uh, in length at another time but it's a good question mm-hmm. so uh thank you epk um so um the next one uh dean mar six the question is do you stand luna please answer and please say yes i don't really know what that means i L- listen i am assuming this is Something to do with K-pop and the answer, do you stand is always yes. Let's say yes and move on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's they've done anything problematic. If they do, I don't stand, but otherwise we do stand. And I'm terrified if if uh if people think we have the wrong answer. <laughs> if it's spelled L-U-N-A, I am a huge stan of the Luna spell from Fire Emblem Seven. Oh, okay. It's L-O-O-N-A. Darn. I don't know okay. who that is. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. So, uh, I think Riley gave us the best answer yes. we could there. So next one is from uh <laughs> is from Hall Graham, I'm assuming Graham Hall. Uh so <laughs> what's w- Hall Graham. Oh, that's cool. That's cute. Yep. Hologram. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um so this is a great question. Uh, what's one game you bounced hard off but ended up liking it when you came back to it for a second time? Keep up the podcast. One of my favorites. It's very nice of him, uh, him or her. Um, that's a great question. Um, what game did I bounce hard off and then end up liking it? It might be Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. It. Oh my God, this sounds heinous, but it might be Dark Souls 1 for me. I remember I it took me dozens of hours to beat the Taurus demon and I gave up. It's like I can't do this. Like I I can't wrap my head around the mechanics. I can't do this. I want to love it, but maybe I just don't. And I I had to come back to it. And then when it finally clicked for me, it's top 5 game, top 10 game ever. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Dark Souls. Death Stranding is similar. I had I came back to it two or three times. I played the first 3 hours. I'm like I don't really want to do this. Like it's really arduous to play. I don't know, but I ended up getting through the whole thing and it's very impactful. You guys have a good answer for this, Nick? Yeah. So um, I was originally going to say Dark Souls, but I had a feeling you were going to. So I changed my answer. Okay. It actually involves you a little bit. Oh no. A little bit, in a good way, in a good way. I'm going to say Monster Hunter. Oh. So I tried playing a Monster Hunter game many moons ago. Okay. I couldn't get into it. I think for me, um, I just couldn't get into the solo play. And then we played Monster Hunter 3 together. And I had so much fun playing that game. And I think that's what did it. It had it took me coming back and maybe playing it multiplayer too to really appreciate how cool uh, Monster Hunter is. I remember that like Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, we put so much Wii U and 3DS oh, yeah. time into that game. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's the only one I liked, but uh, I really like playing. Oh my god, dude! Like the, remember the flying the v, flying v, v is and awesome. you, We have a lot of brother <laughs> stories about that. Like before Riley, before I ask you for your answer, there's a great moment in Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. It was very very genuine. It was not planned. Nick and I loaded into a zone. Um, a giant monster was right in our face, and him and I dove in a V direction <laughs> in two different directions, and it was not planned. It's amazing. It's like a Team Rocket thing. Yeah, amazing. It's pretty awesome. So, Riley, what do you got? Uh, it hasn't happened yet. Every Everything that I've gone back to has been as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Interesting. I didn't really expect Name, that. Namely, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, wow. Tried the first couple hours, and then I went back, and the rest is history. <laughs> it's still bad. Um, history, okay, all right. Okay. Uh, at uh, Miles asks, what do you think of the indie? Oh, wow. Good question. What do you think of the indie game industry as a whole? Specifically, do you have strong opinions positively or negatively on indie devs being more popular? What good or bad has it brought? This is a loaded question. So maybe I'll I'll get the ball rolling and maybe you guys can discuss it further. Um, I think it is mostly positive. I remember um, I first kind of got wind of what an indie game was probably in the late aughts with um, um, uh, 
not only like games like Castle Crashers. What's I'm forgetting the name of the game. It's not it's not White Shadows, but um, it's not Inside Limbo. Limbo. Thank you. I remember playing Limbo and Castle Crashers late aughts. I played Journey in 2012. That was actually the first game that I bought a download code for and not a disc. So that kind of got me started. And over the course of 10 years, like we stand Mike Bithel on the show, very upstanding gentleman and also makes very interesting games. Um, I think and I'm trying to, th- this person asked a lot of questions. I think you get to see a lot of creativity and a lot of stuff you're not going to see in AAA games because they will not spend the money. They won't take the risk. You won't see new IPs, but you see new IPs in indie every time, right? So, I mean, that's positive. Uh, anyone want to add? I can, I can take it next. Yeah, Greg, to add on what you said, I really like, um, I haven't played a ton of indie games. I really like the ones we played for this season because yeah. I feel like I've never seen it before. Yeah. And from a AAA studio, you're not going to get something like a White Shadows no. or a Genesis Noir. It's not going to look like that. No. Which is pretty cool. Um, and I do love that indies are more prominent now, especially, uh, I mean, yes, they're still indie while it's more bigger budget indie things like Hades. Yeah. Became some of my favorite games, especially of this season. I will say one negative of of the um of indies becoming more prominent take one look at the switch eShop. yeah there are all these under a dollar like rip off what they call shovelware type games yeah so that's the one negative i can think of where everybody having so much power to like just publish and push their games out there is all of just the junk that ends up on well eShops. that's why you listen to us so we can curate we'll tell you exactly right. what you need to play <laughs> rally do you have an answer to any of these uh thoughts yeah i i think um yeah, I mean, if you're looking for something that's actually going to engage you on any level, I think you you should start with the indie sphere. Um, there is a huge amount of incredibly creative stuff that's going on there. It it every season we do these, um, you know, Genesis Noir, White Shadows, Stray. Um, it's all always like the most unique and interesting, surprising stuff and i think that's it's kind of getting into that pioneer spirit of the 90s games a little bit more where you could to kind of um you know genuinely have a, a an experience that you'd never had before whereas i feel like unless you're something ridiculously weird like death stranding like you you pretty much know what you're getting with AAA games and it's it's um it's encouraging to see that people still i mean because it seems really fucking hard to kind of start out from scratch you have a very small studio in someone's someone's garage or something and um it's uh, my ad is off to them it's uh it seems like a very thankless job uh there's a couple here and there that seem to strike it rich whatever you know hades did did incredible numbers even though that's on the higher end um i guess the only negative is that you kind of are missing that it never gets into the double a real territory there that's that kind of middle class of developers is has been gone for a while now yeah and the scope is is always like you know pretty limited it's not yeah. it's not you're never getting into or very seldomly getting into the 20 hour experiences it's usually pretty lean yeah because i think now we have a lot of extremes right where it's either very limited or triple a big 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 shit yeah oh my god um so uh next question vicky writes um hey who's that hey (laughs) um we love you what's your favorite ghost in luigi's mansion the Great first game. Oh, I know. The guy who's eating. Oh, my God. You took my fucking answer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that guy, too. <laughs> well, it's, dude, because it's really scary. You hear it from outside the room. Yep. That's yeah, a that guy's really, really good scary. one. Nick, do you have one? Yeah. Uh, you know, when I think of Luigi's Mansion, I didn't play a ton of Luigi's Mansion, but when I think of it, I always think of the dancing couple. Oh, my God. That's a that's, great answer. Yeah, that was great. There were those, those there's are cool a lot of games. Do you know one I always find annoying, but I thought it was cool? Remember the first boss? Aren't the you? Bo- the baby. The crib or whatever? Yes. That's, yes, that's baby. sucked ass, but it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and, you could instantly recognize and, it in your mind, too. So, I was fond of that game. Vicky yes. also asked a follow-up question. Like, have we like uh, taken advantage of free intern labor? Um, and so my, no comment. my, my yeah, no comment. So my answer for her is Nick gets paid in Brownie Brittle. That's right. And um, was that, it's actually more than what the hosts get yeah, paid. Cause yeah. they don't get paid. Shannon anything. is the only one on salary. Uh, so we do, we, do, we do all this for our fans. That's yeah. gratis. So um, next question. So Kyle Boswell uh, asks, do you think you'll ever do a persona five review? 
this hurts. This breaks my heart, but probably not, right? Really? Um, yeah. We kind of we kind of missed the boat on Persona Five, and now that Royal is out, I don't know. Royal is a huge undertaking over hundred hour game. It was yeah. hundred hours before the expansion. Ugh, that's so. a, well. So I actually just got all the old ones on my computer. They are releasing all the old. So personas. if I ever have time to to grind through those and then get to uh, the the latest one because I mean these don't come out very often from no. what I understand no. so I, I think that's a maybe someday for us right yeah Persona Five is great we love Persona Five here but it's definitely a tough game to cover now that the new edition is out I'll review it right now it's an A anyway um, <laughs> that's crazy so uh, next question uh, Demetrius Sim ooh Demetrius Simonatis um, so I guess Yasu Demetrius how are you Opi ooh, opinion on the Legacy of Kane series. We didn't play it. I would like to. I have not played it. I hear great things. I yeah. I haven't. I haven't played it. But people I have heard keep really asking good for a remake of uh, what's the what's the famous one? You know what um, I'm talking about? Um, no. I, it, Legacy. Of, <laughs> I don't know the famous ones. Here one second, gone the next. And I, I should pronounce that last name correctly. It's Samanidis, I think is the last name. So, so I want to yeah. get that right. That's right. Keep it Greek on the show. That's if right. you're not Greek, I apologize. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway. Um, so uh, this next question is from Clay. <laughs> Do you love me the same way I love you? Probably not. Probably <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, not. You know, it's one of these things where like, I mean, this is a funny question. I appreciate it. Or it's one of these things where like, if you listen to a show or a musician or whatever, you know everything about our lives, but I know nothing about you, right? It's one of those. Well, here's, here's my answer. Clay, I love you as much as I possibly can. Uh, I don't know you. I really appreciate you listening to our show. And I, I if, you know... I don't know if you're a good person. I'm assuming and hoping that you are if you listen to us. <laughs> but uh, I wish you all the success and love in the world. I have nothing but happy feelings to share with you. Wow, that's a good way to end that question. I think, Nick, do you have anything to add? I am not following that one up. That was that's perfect. That's a great answer. Um, Sean, S-H-A-W-N, would you want to see an open world sequel to Bloodborne? No. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> The question's not finished. I will give him his due. <laughs> there could be more. <laughs> there could be more cities, dungeons, and villages full of NPCs where you can pick up contracts like Witcher Three. No, um, I think that it being a succinct experience is what that game should be. Riley said no. Nick. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying no. I'd love to see another game in like Bloodborne's universe. Yeah, but any, but the word, the phrase "open world" kind of gives me hives these yeah, days. Yeah, it gives us the I, well. So I thought that. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say that Bloodborne was perfect, um, but I think that they took the concept as far as they possibly could. Mm -hmm. I, I, as far as Lovecraftian uh, kind of thing, really kind of they did it a lot better than the ma vast majority of people who have tried yep. and i just i don't for open world i mean i we've that kind of demands that it's even bigger than the original bloodborne i don't see it happening no, yep. no offense yeah i agree let's get it ported to pc first and then we'll talk about it yes that's please. my guy um uh the next question is someone named is it bowen kiggs um, do you guys ever plan on diving into big PlayStation exclusives like God of War, Final Fantasy VII Remake? Also, are there any future plans to release YouTube episodes with camera footage from the podcast? So I'll start. Um, this question probably came in right before we did God of War, so we did cover that. Yeah. Probably very happy that we Final Fantasy VII Remake. When, when the game's done, you guys yeah. can... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Maybe when they release all, th all whatever parts, we'll do a yeah, whole Are thing, they ever going to fucking finish it? Probably not, dude. Well, you never know. Fuck that game. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, if it... If it uh, if it feels right, I mean, we did cover a lot of PlayStation um, exclusives this mm -hmm. past season. We've got a couple more lined up for next mm -hmm. season. So maybe this user is happy with this season. Probably. Let, let's hope. Yeah. Let's yeah. hope. More Wait, to come. Final Fantasy Seven Remake first part was pretty good, but I don't think we should do anything with it until we know what they're going to do next. See yeah. in ten years. That's right. Um, so the second part of that question is. Also, are there any future plans to release YouTube episodes with camera footage from the show? We'll we'll do more of that. We did that one with the the bracket, right? Yeah, we did yeah. developer madness. I, so my answer to this is, well, I would like temper expectations um, because if you ask me, there are so many YouTubers who are very good at covering games. Yeah, whether it's news or reviews or streaming, I just goddamn GameCube. I really enjoy that we are in our own space. 
where you know we do a panel discussion where we talk industry or talk games and you don't see a lot of that yeah and so we're not I don't foresee us becoming quote unquote YouTubers in maybe the way this user would think. You might see some more camera footage on YouTube, but we're going to stay in our lane. Well, I personally, I feel a lot more comfortable. I'm very self-conscious of my face and I feel a lot more comfortable when it's just our voices. I I have a lot more confidence about the things that are coming out of my mouth. Maybe that's a mistake, but um, <laughs> I, in terms of versus, I, I would feel a little self-conscious or, you know, that episode was fun that we did or the series that we did was fun. But in terms of, I'm definitely more comfortable in the audio sphere. And I think in a lot of senses, I'm very happy with the, the podcast as an audio medium because I feel like a lot of people maybe listen to it on their commute. They don't really have to have the accessibility to watch videos and stuff. So that's going to be my personal main focus. Focus, but who knows? Nick, do you have anything to add or no? I agree. I agree with you too. Um, I think we're doing quite well in our our little corner here, audio yeah. only. Um, I mean, we have a few YouTube episodes out right now where we do show our faces and some other yeah. sorts of footage. If you're into that, you know what we look like. That's right. Yeah, it'll <laughs> it'll happen occasionally. Yeah. Um, so next question uh, at Callum, uh, what did you think was so bad about Sonic Heroes? I didn't play it. I didn't play it, but it's a 3D Sonic game, so I just assume it's bad. Yeah, they're all Did, bad. Wait, was that well-received or no? Oh, I don't know. There was one that was well-received and one that was not. I think this one was not, Okay. Right? Uh, I, Good here, chance that it wasn't. I, I really like um, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. At least I did back when they came out yep. on the GameCube. Oh, yeah. Um, I, the uh, original Sonic trilogy is great. I think people liked the the... Was it Sonic Mania? Yep. I believe it came yep. out. Yes. But I think, uh, by and large, there's a lot of uh, a lot of junk in the Sonic series, and you're kind of lucky to get a good one yeah, these right. days. Dude, <laughs> even even Sonic Adventure uh, Battle One and Two, mm-hmm. they are not well received. Fans just like them. Yeah. So right. they're they're silly. They're not well received by critics, I should yeah, say. Right. Um, okay. So two users asked us the same question: uh, Brandon Thompson and S. B. Brown Two. Oh boy. Uh, you're on your deathbed. With your final breath, you utter any game or series to be revived or remade. Which game do you utter? I got it. Go it's Mega it. Man Legends 3. You're the only one who's going, who's dying wish to see Mega Man Legends 3. Well, you have to understand, though. Like, we're okay. in, you have to think about gaming history. What games are we never going to get? You're never going to get Half Life 3. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get The Last Guardian. Oh, shit, it came out. Right, I was surprised. You're never gonna get Shenmue three. Oh wait, yo oh. wait, and you're never gonna get Mega Man Legends three. But I think there has to be a big caveat that it actually has to be good. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it has to. Like let's ignore that that all the, all the uh, you know oppressive forces of the universe are against us if we're making a good game. Um, is talking strictly to revive a series, a dead series, right? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I can take it. So I didn't. Your answer is Golden Sun. No, Fuck. it's not. You know, I, I thought about Golden Sun, but okay. I, I don't want to contradict myself. Okay. In the season two finale, okay. I said I didn't want to see a Golden Sun remake because I'm worried they'll butcher it. Okay. I think for Golden Sun, the part of its charm is in those 2D, like very detailed environment kind of thing. Yep. But my real answer is I want to see one more Final Fantasy Tactics. Let's go. I know there are rumors of a remake coming out. I want to see a new one. Right. I want to see one more new Final Fantasy Tactics, whether it's more based on the original or even a Tactics Advance. I would take either one. The producer, the original mm-hmm. producer of that game said he wanted to make one more before he died. Look at that. Dying dying breath, dying wish. Here we go. Let's go. That's Let's it. go. Um, I would say, uh, I would say Star Fox. That's uh, a good answer. It's, it's really uh, it's effectively. Dead. We haven't had a, a really one that everybody loved until six in, since 64, right? I don't think so, right? Uh, they all, like the, all, all the, there's the other ones have been cool, but like it really didn't blow the doors off. No. I'd really like a very high production Star Fox with a lot of good visuals and sounds and just like really, really go for it. That's my answer. I, dude, can you imagine like a high flying Star Fox 64? It would fucking sick. rock. Yeah. That's probably like the only on rails game I like. It's pretty yep. sick, right? Yeah. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, oh God, uh, at Xander, uh, with a Z, not an X. Hey guys, what do you think of the current state of the gaming industry and how dry and content the last two years have been from AAA? I don't know how much more we can say. Yeah. Uh, do you think gaming has declined? What okay. A question. I'm going to take this first before I let it to the hounds. Um, <laughs> so how dry has the content been from AAA really the past five or six years? The answer to that is very, 
Um, there, I really don't have much to say at all. Every major franchise I like it now either sucks or is dead. Yeah. Right. So I mean, let's Ubisoft has and um, Square has done a lot of this. So I mean, let me just roll them off. If if um, our friend Nick was here, he would agree with this. What sucks now? Rainbow sucks. Splinter Cell sucks. Assassin's Creed sucks. Like roll them off. Right. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. Um, it's what do you ver- think I'm going to say? Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, and also, I mean, um, Halo sucks. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, do I think gaming has declined in general? N- I'm going to say no in quotes because you do have awesome indie sphere stuff. People are creating at the, at a level, a higher level than ever before. Um, but AAA has been a wasteland for sure. I mean, go ahead, dude. What do you got for me? For me? Yeah. Um, how do I feel about the state of the industry? It's awful. Um, there's terrible stories about people being mistreated in the workplace and being forced to work incredibly long hours for these games that when they come out, they're garbage. Um, and it's it's really not to make it's not to say it would be better if they if the games were better, but in terms of it feels like such a waste of these people's lives to to because of poor high level decisions and in a lot of these cases you're really seeing the effect of how um you know these series are are being distilled into mass market appeal and they don't work out that way you know i don't think dead space 3 is as bad as everybody else says but that was definitely you know kind of a compromise mass effect 3 similar thing as you get as these franchises go on longer and longer, there is more of a risk of the, you know, kind of things that make them unique, the rough edges being sanded down. Yeah. And I think we are in the death throes of that um, before a, a probably imminent triple A collapse. You're starting to see a lot of these giants sort of, uh, you know, Microsoft trying to buy all these, these other studios and, and what happens when they go down. It's not if Microsoft can't even take care of Halo, how are they going to manage all these other properties? Yeah, yeah, it's insane. I think there will be always be a um, you know that spark to for people to want to create games. How difficult that will be um, in the future in terms of I'm sure um, you know the Xbox Marketplace, you know Game Pass. That's a that's a a very uh, often used venue for for smaller developers to get their games out there. Steam as well. It's it, but these these places are one or two bad decisions away from taking that away from people. Yeah, and I'm, I I would say I'm very concerned. I think with respect to the last couple of years, I was actually listening to um, Hideo Kojima's podcast with Jeff Keighley, mm. where he was talking about. I he answered a similar question where he says, "Listen, you know, a lot of games came out in twenty. 2020 because they were being worked on for the past couple years because of the pandemic obviously there's going to be a gap there's going to be a distinct kind of if games are going to be a lot slower and it's it's kind of a bummer because if you were super passionate about games i think my mind has definitely dried up a little bit in the last couple years but if you're super passionate about games you really gotta kind of gotta go backwards and and kind of fill the gap with older games because yep. there's not i mean some series they they skip a, a console generation or two before yeah. you see another one mm-hmm. so i don't know i'm not happy about it but it's there's a lot of a lot of factors you want to say something nick yeah that was very eloquently put thank you riley um so i'm going to echo a little bit of what greg said i think and i guess a little bit of what you said too riley a lot of the a lot of the developers and the games and the series that we grew up with, we're now starting to see their decline. Square and Ubisoft are like the two main ones. Yeah. Like if you're talking mid nineties, early two thousands, Square was king. Yeah. Every game they put out, every single year they put out a game, it was a best selling worldwide hit. Now they're lucky to to fart out one good one every six years. Try ten. Yeah, I know, right? Um, like right now, Greg, we talked about this a little while ago. There's less than a handful, maybe two non-indie devs that we trust and one is on life support intelligent systems <laughs> yeah that's really it for us i will say it's it has given independent developers their chance to make a splash mm-hmm. somewhere like we see games like hades rising mm-hmm. to prominence yeah um you know we covered a lot of good indie games games this season i'm really glad they're starting to get their time to shine um on a p- more positive note i think do I think gaming has declined? Not necessarily, but I do think accessibility, quality of life, and methods of playing games are the best they've ever been. Yeah. Well, um, games are more accessible to more people now, and I think that's good. Yeah. 
I would say that it, there could be a lot more. There could be more done. Wor- work but. done in terms of preserving older titles for sure, yes. and making them accessible, mm-hmm. and making sure they play as well as they can. Unfortunately, a lot of a lot of a lot of these IPs are just kind of locked away. Like you know, uh, Silent Hill finally got that that big press conference, which was crazy. It's literally been ten years. Yeah. It's it's insane because I wish that somebody would do that with a lot of series. Like you know, is it's just gonna fester and like someone's just gonna have the rights and no new games can be made. You right. know now. I think, um, you know, you gave me a little bit of a hope injection right there. Where, Silent Hill? Yeah, uh, where mm-hmm. if we if this person had asked this question three or four months ago, I'd been like, dude, we're fucked. It's finished. <laughs> yeah, but like that Silent Hill presentation, we're gonna, we haven't even talked about it on the show, so maybe we should talk about it right now. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so Xander, congratulations. You asked a really good question. <laughs> um, when I, I watched the whole Silent Hill presentation, mm-hmm. and I think... You, Riley, either you said this or I did, or maybe I'm stealing it from you, where I was so surprised at how thorough of a plan they had for the franchise. Yeah. They had several titles in the works, showed a lot of them. There's been a ton of progress on them, and they have a timeline for it. Yeah. And and I said, and a lot of the content they presented was tasteful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there were... I didn't... Sure. Like they had, they really presented like three cool ideas. One, they're going to monetize a fourth one. They're going to monetize and a movie that may go either way. Yeah. And I said, I expected them to re- to release shitty footage of a Silent Hill 2 remake with no other information. That's it. Yeah. And I was very impressed that they didn't fuck that up. No, I, I was really cool because I like, it was like this weird like backdrop of them standing on a rainy Silent Hill street. And I'm like, I feel like we haven't seen anything like this in so long where it's this weird kind of presentation of like three or four people who absolutely know what they're doing and they feel confident in how they present it. Cause I think they've talked about that. Like we couldn't just come back with the Silent Hill two remake. We had to have to uh, kind of make people optimistic about the series again. We had to have all these different, you know, Silent Hill F appears to be a brand new, you know, title, maybe, maybe the fifth, it probably uh, means main, five, maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, and the movies directed by the guy who did the original one, which, you know, it's great atmosphere, but the actual execution is up for, up for debate, whether that's going to be good. But in terms of like, I would love to have somebody do that for like metal gear or halo mm-hmm. or, you know, just to show that some people are still passionate about it and like that they want to share it with us. I don't yeah. know. It's weird. Yeah, it was I mean, a very, very unconventional presentation. I haven't seen something like that since maybe the Resident Evil Seven presentation. Maybe like mm-hmm. eight, what was it, eight years it ago. It felt like you used to see it a lot at E three and like the aughts. Y- you yes, know, like yes. like here's we're so excited about the future of XYZ. Cliffy B comes out with the, the, chainsaw, the chainsaw gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fi- finally, we have some passion. Nick, do you have know. anything to add, or should we move on? Let's move on. Okay. Um, so okay, uh, the next question is from You're Not Bill. Where did you get the name of your podcast? Uh, we've answered this before, but I'll answer it again. Um, this is like kind of embarrassing now, but okay. <laughs> Back in college for us, which would have been circa 2010 to 2014, um, the most popular game on campus was Super Smash Brothers Melee on the GameCube. But at that, but from from 2010 to 2014. There were so many like good games from like 06 to 2010. And I was so like exasperated from like my music friends being like, dude, you want to come back to my dorm and play Smash? No, <laughs> I don't want to. Like, there are so many good games. I, I mean, from- let's be clear that, I mean, Melee is a terrific game, but in terms of it really reduces it down to. Like that's that's is that really the only game? Like, can we play something else? Right. Like, oh like my god. The, the phrase I I was so exasperated. And I I said out loud one day, "Can we all get over? Can we all get over the goddamn GameCube? <laughs> there are other games. Like, yeah, and god. maybe that's why we haven't covered many of them. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I don't know. And it's like some people have asked us, "Are you just like besmirching the GameCube? Are you no, making we fun love of the it? GameCube? No, we it's just it. there are other fucking games." <laughs> And that's not, you guys laugh. That's not even that funny. That's just like factual. <laughs> it's true. And right. I just think it's really about our college days of, I don't want to come play Smash Bros. Melee with you in your dorm. Well, like, I I'm, feel like I'm going to play something for, else. For me personally, I feel like that's kind of underpins my philosophy about all types of artistic expression where can we stop talking about this one fucking band that everyone likes? Can we stop? Like, can we just broaden our heart? Like, I have such a, I want to know 
I want to know as much of the full spectrum as possible. And like that's, we have covered such a wide variety of games on this show and Mm -hmm. more to come. Hopefully I'll even go as far to say that's like a source of pride for me where I, I play almost everything. And cause I want to see it all. I'm going to play it all to completion. So Nick, do you have anything to add? About this name of the podcast thing, um, it's not kind really. of funny. If you bring it up, if you bring it up to like people who are, it, it takes some explanation. It does. Yeah. Like yeah. you put it on. We both put it on our resumes. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny. That's yeah, that is true. It's so funny. Like uh, yeah, goddamn GameCube is on my my job resume. And whenever like I've given an interview, like. Um, I actually say first, can I say the name of the show or is it inappropriate? <laughs> yeah. Taking the name of the Lord in vain. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not, I'll talk about the story off mic, but I actually went to like a, a like a, a broadcasting building or like a, uh, a podcast building that's local to us, but it's a Christian organization. Oh, and oh, they no. asked me what the name of my show was. <laughs> and I said, well, oh, I said, I can't tell you that. Um, anyway, <laughs> we can move on. So this next question, we're not going to answer this in full because it would take too long, but Deadshot X211239 asks us, what is your favorite Souls game and top 10 bosses? We're not going to name 10. Do one. We'll do one. So for me, it's obvious uh, Dark Souls self-titled, I do think is the best. Um, 10 seconds on that game. I think it has all the aspects all in one game where I feel like every other Souls game takes a step back and step forward at the same time. You know, you've got it all. You got the recursive design, big customization, NPCs. Uh, you know, it's very lonely, good atmosphere. I think it's great. What's my favorite boss? I really don't know. It, it, it doesn't have to be from that game either. No, exactly. That's What's true. you know? Oh, I know. Oh, oh my God, it's an obvious question. I fucking like Storm Ruler from Demon Souls. Ah, yeah, I sure. fucking love cutting the sky. I think it's the cool. Nick hates it, but I hate I, that part. I yeah. fucking <laughs> love that shit. It's awesome. Demon Souls isn't my favorite, but I fucking love that shit. Nick, go. All right. So this is a tough question to answer for me because uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne are like my 1A and 1B. Yeah. So uh, one one boss from each of those games. I love the Gwyn fight in Dark Souls 1. Always one of my favorite Very fights. Very ironic. And I do love the uh, Ludwig fight in Bloodborne from the DLC. Cool. Yes. I uh, Dark Souls 1, for all the, the reasons you mentioned, um, and I really like um i don't know why i mean it, it would change depending on the day you asked me but the one that i'm i'm thinking about right now is the artorias fight mm-hmm. i think it's i really i think the series is at its best when you have those one-on-one night fights and uh there's a rhythm to that one that i, I really enjoyed learning nick i think that's all the questions you have anything else that is all of the questions we that's all it. the questions so i mean that is the season four finale of goddamn gamecube we have done a hundred episodes and there will be more um, Not sure when not sure when uh we will come back with season five we'll have announcements about when that's going to be so um we are working on merchandise for the show yeah um nick is wearing one of them right now so um, if we will be putting out links to purchase uh, merchandise, we haven't quite launched it yet. We're still working on some designs. Uh, we will uh, publicly come out with those links to buy when they're ready. So I will say this season four is complete. Thank I was goodness. We did it. <laughs> now, I do want to say thank you to Riley and Nick for all your hard work on the show. Not only to me, but to you guys as well. You do a great job every week. Uh, and thank you to everybody that listens. And this is Goddamn GameCube signing off on season four. Thank you guys. And thank that's, that's going to do it.